it's getting hot in here. Oh, wait, we're not going to take off all of your clothes, but we are going to help you how to sell your house in 2024. Okay, we're not going to sing on this episode. I promise that's the most painful part of the episode you're going to have. But we are going to talk about a top five list of what sellers need to do in this market to win at the real estate game. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Okay, bus bench babe, spring market is here. It's heating up. It's heating up faster than you can say, Jack Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we're at the end of our batch we're podcast at the end of our recording, batch recording day. day. The sun is going down, and this, this is our last episode. So is my <laughs> my humor level. Well, here's our top five things that you need to know if you're thinking about selling, or if you're a real estate agent listening to this. What your sellers need to know to really win this spring, this 2024 spring market. And if you're buying, you can check out the episode we did last week. Yep. Last week was all about the top five lists for buyers. Today, top list, five things for sellers. All right, let's do it. Let's just do it. Number one, don't do a thing before your realtor sees your home. (laughs) Literally, don't do a thing. You can start purging and you can start making your donation piles and get a dumpster in your front yard, that sort of thing. But don't start doing any projects until I have laid eyes on your home. Why, you ask? (laughs) I don't want you to spend money unnecessarily. I, I can't even tell you, like if I had a dollar for every time I walked into a seller's home and they're like, we're gonna replace the countertops before we sell our home. And I said, please tell me you did not pay for them already. And they're like, no, but we had them out to measure. No, abort mission, abort mission. Do, <laughs> I just saved you $4,000. Do or not replace your countertops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the worst money. Like, I need to see your house. Unless your countertops are falling off your kitchen cabinets, there's a really good chance that we could spend money elsewhere or maybe, better yet, spend no money and still make your house look amazing. Love it. So, Yeah. My job is to help you make sure you can get prepped properly. You're spending money on the correct things that actually make sense. Sarah Kapecki is an agent here in the Twin Cities. She's like a good friend of mine and she is hysterical. She's she, awesome. she had posted on social media this week. She's like, do you think a roof brings value to your home? Well, I mean, if your roof is like falling apart, like having a new roof is really, it's more desirable, it's desirable. from a selling standpoint. And necessary. But it's a necessary thing. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to bring a huge ROI, like return on your investment. So yeah, you're going to probably spend $15,000 on a new roof and pray to God you can get hail damage to cover it. But you still need a roof on your house. So it's not going to probably bring you the value th- you think that it's going to bring you. Right? Uh, what's number two? 
never it's never too early to start the selling conversation you shared this so many times we talk about it via email social like we share this with our clients all the time if you think you're gonna buy in two years five years one year six months start the conversation now so you can be on board and sell yes yeah you yeah. said buy. Oh, and I sell. meant sell. I meant sell. You say you say it's thing. the end it of the day. It, sell, it buy. It literally yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell. Yep. I don't think you can start that conversation too soon. You need to get a game plan in place. And sometimes the plan takes a little bit longer. Maybe in your selling. So so many sellers are also buyers and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So which is why I just got confused. Totally. So today we're talking <laughs> this episode we're talking about selling, but maybe the home that you're looking for is a little bit more of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Well, we should be ha- having this conversation sooner rather than later because in case that unicorn pops up on the market or I find it off market, we can get you there faster. Mm-hmm. So like if the more runway we have, the better. Yes, you can call me tomorrow and I'll list your house next week. We can do that also. But if we have a little bit more runway and we can make a more strategic plan, I like that. It's easier on everyone. It's easier on everyone. Number three. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm like, be (laughs) wary of the discount brokers. There's so many agents out there that I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like this one. You can't see me, everyone, but I'm showing her you know you if you live in the twin cities you, you know you know who i'm talking about someone that might have billboards around town like it you really are going to get what you pay for like you need to really vet these people i have heard horror stories i've heard like i've heard all the stories i have been at open houses where someone's walked in and they're like oh my god i want to work with you so bad but i'm stuck working with my dad's friend and then his dad's friend shows up for a showing he's got like lawn mowing clothes on and i'm like what is happening right now how many houses do you sell a year like don't work with your cousin's sister's friend because she just got a real estate license and you feel sorry for her and you want to help her launch your business. It's a huge financial investment. It is your you probably your biggest investment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave this thing. Don't leave it to chance. And if somebody's going to sell your house for $5, you're probably going to get what you pay for. Like, like I get, most things. I, it, yeah, most things mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. You know, this reminds me of the wedding business. Oh, and I'm sure. There's so many the, correlations. The horror stories that I would hear when someone would spend like $1,000 on their wedding photography and they couldn't believe and they were just devastated. And it's like, well, what did you think? The amount of work it takes to photograph a wedding in the lead, like the prep and, and the yeah. post-production. It's oh, like... Oh, you mean your, your, your CD you know, just, thing didn't work for the first look? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. It's you like the paid horror stories. A basement budget <laughs> photographer oh, gosh. and if that's what you can do that's what you can do but the horror stories attached to that and it was like well you literally get what you pay for yeah yeah i told mark this is a total side tangent when we were getting married i'm like the biggest part of our budget is going to be spent on photography and we flew christy out of the country with puerto rico for our wedding and I said, when we are old and senile mm. and we barely remember one another's names, we can look at these photos and You're, remember what a good time it is. They're so pretty. My photos are amazing. Your album, too. I never even ordered an album. Oh, my God. We you still don't do have that. an album. My, I know. Yours I looked at them recently. Gorgeous. They are gorgeous. I want to look I at it. love them. Gosh, yes. You should look at it. See what a good job you did. Okay. Back to the show. Yeah. Be wary of discount brokers. <laughs> if you need any advice on uh, weddings, you can hit me up, too, on social. Gotcha. 
Okay, number four, it's really hard to time the market. But if you're working with an agent that really knows their shit, they're going to know that there's patterns to look for. So here's some things. Like if we are having a blizzard, we are here in Minnesota. If you're listening to this podcast and you're anywhere north of the Mason-Dixon, you know, well, I mean, there's blizzards in Dallas and Tennessee there were, the last couple of weeks. It's kind of crazy everywhere. You need to be looking at the weather forecast. I know this sounds really stupid, but you're not going to launch a house if there's a blizzard coming in because nobody's <laughs> coming to your open house and nobody's going to come and look at the house. Unless it's that mid-century modern in that perfect lot. And that's people, like that little unicorn in Minnesota that yeah. would probably yeah. still sell. <laughs> but if you could wait a week and put it on the market and get 10 offers instead of four, mm-hmm. why would you not? Um, spring break. There's seasonality to this too mm-hmm. all over the country. Even all over the Twin Cities where we are here in Minnesota. You need to time it. So if you are selling a two-story family type house in three a, bedrooms on one level. Four bedrooms on one level, three car garage, flat backyard, and it's in a good school district. Don't put it on the market spring break week when everyone's in Florida. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, Holiday weekends. If it's like a President's Day weekend, not that big of a deal. But if we're talking Fourth of July or Memorial weekend, these are not weekends to put your house on the market, especially here in the Midwest, because half of the metro is up at a cabin living their best lake life. Also... Good luck getting a hold of a realtor the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, because they're all at their cabins. <laughs> they're all at their cabins. Right? <laughs> um, and then, like, really, when does the spring market hit? You know, I I can't speak exactly for, like, what it does in Boston or L.A., but I know here in Minnesota, kind of that magical weekend now is Super Bowl weekend. And we're already feeling It's already... We're already feeling uh, yeah. it because interest rates are coming mm-hmm. down and we still have incredibly low inventory, but you throw in a couple of nice days there and things are really going to unleash and go crazy. And you want to make sure if you're representing a seller and if you are the seller listening to this, that you can sell and position yourself for the most exposure and ideally multiple offers. Who wouldn't want that if they couldn't get that? Or if they could get that. I I would agree. All right, so number five. What it is, if you have to sell in order to buy... This one comes up so often. There are so many different strategies that you can put in place. And we've done like whole episodes on Mm -hmm. this about like if you have to, you have to sell in order to buy like really what to do. So I, other episode. We dive in deep. I dive really deep, but we're just going to do high level on this episode because I think if you are listening to this as a real estate agent, you need to have some tools in your tool belt because this conversation is going to come up more often than what you think. Here's just some high level things. Can you do a reverse contingency? That means put your seller's home on the market and then you write in the agent comments, the sale is contingent upon the buyer, or the sale of this home is contingent upon the seller finding their next home. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. It's just language that gets written into the purchase agreement. Um, We've had clients rent Airbnbs, like they will move out of their current home, move into a furnished Airbnb, basically like take their clothes and food with them and their pets, and then live in an Airbnb while they sell their home, have their money in their pocket, and then now it gives them the ability to buy their next home without being contingent, so it gives them more leverage. Depending on what you're looking to buy, that is a really good option. Yes. And where you're looking to buy. 
the clients that come to mind when I think of this, they said, oh my gosh, this is so fun. They were like two miles from their current house. So they would go home and check their mail every day and just make sure everything was all buttoned up. But they said, it feels like we're on vacation. Oh, cool. They loved it. <laughs> That's fun. Um, what about a longer possession period? Meaning that you sell your client's home or you're the seller, you sell your home to the buyers. And instead of giving the home over to the new buyers right away, you live there for a little bit longer. And maybe that involves a rent back. Or maybe the buyer is so excited to buy your home, they're going to live you let you live in your old home for free for a certain amount of time. Usually like 60 days, 90 days max. That one is super beneficial. Making a plan so you just don't feel overwhelmed by things is super key. Like where are you going? How much inventory is there? Like are you moving to a part of town where there's nothing for sale currently? Well, then maybe you don't want to put your house on the market right now. Or maybe you want to have that game plan in place where you're going to sell your current home and then live in a furnished apartment or something like that for six months until you can find your next dream home. You just need to be planning. And that's where a conversation and a relationship with a really experienced, knowledgeable real estate agent is going to hugely benefit the whole thing. It's such an emotional business and an emotional thing for for a client to go through this and you you can buy an emotion and we can get hung up in it so oh we're gonna wait we're gonna wait we're gonna wait we don't have these conversations and then oh my god no that's the one now we need to sell in five seconds and go and it's like goodness this is where the plan needs to happen because when you want something a lot of us want it (laughs) we're going wants what the heart wants right exactly yeah um and lastly could you make could you sell your house off market and then have a whole bunch of flexibility there. Off-market deals happen all the time. Or all of a sudden someone new is moving in next door to you and you're like, well, wait, that house was never even for sale. Oh my God, it sold. It's because somebody did an Mm off-market deal. Well, that can really benefit you as a seller and as a buyer. So there's a whole bunch of different ways to slice and dice it. But the moral of the story is this market is heating up and we want you to win I want you to win. Your agent wants you to win. And so how can you take advantage of all the wins that this market has to offer? And how can you do it to create the least amount of stress in your life and oh. get you to your the next place that you want to go? Yeah, I love that. The stress. Goodness. Because it can be a stressful process, but it yeah. doesn't have to be. No. Mm-hmm. no. Whew. All right. So there you go, sellers. There you go, sellers. The market is heating up. So get those conversations going with your real estate agents. And if you're in the Twin Cities, we would love to have that conversation with you. Yes. All right. So until next time, Bus Bench Babes, remember to keep your face off a bus bench. And keep being the badass boss babes that you are. Okay, girls. Are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.